All right, welcome to the Final Percent Podcast with my good friend, Mr. Drew Dugan. Hello, everybody. So what we want to do is we're, we're in show week, which, you know, what we, uh, what we call in uh, the business of, uh, of entertaining, of performing, of getting ready for, you know, the, the big culmination. Uh, we're, 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 we're there. Show week is happening. This weekend, the Final Percent Summit is all coming together, probably for better and worse. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to be perfect, guys. There's a lot of stuff we didn't know, but I'm going to say it's, uh, we have taken it up several notches from last year. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I'm super excited for it, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Well, uh, what we want to talk about today is the idea of, you know planting seeds, the idea of being that catalyst. And uh, Drew and I are, are the, the catalyst, and we kind of started this whole idea of the motivational album. And we hilariously did it on accident. It's true. Uh, we, we didn't know we didn't know what was about to happen. And you know, in a lot of ways, it changed the trajectory of the final percent. Because we're adding entertainment into it, um, but the relationships that you have are why you are going to make it in the uh, well in the industry. The relationships are are extre- extraordinarily important. Um, let's talk a little bit about where the where Prevail came from. Yeah, so I actually have it written on some console tape on one of my pieces of gear in the studio. Um, the word prevail uh, with a little smiley face next to it as a reminder of kind of where it came from, which is uh, a longer story. Uh, it was 2011. I was sentenced uh, through the courts to a treatment facility. We'll call it rehab in layman's terms um, <laughs> in uh, Arkansas. Um, that's where I got my dog, Bella, as part of the treatment. Uh, the treatment facility is called is called Capstone, um, and it's in Searcy, Arkansas, and it's it's definitely a, an interesting place. Arkansas is an interesting place. I'm not, <laughs> I haven't been there, hadn't been there before, and was in a super bad spot. And, you know, I remember a number of times kind of trying to pull or hang on to or grab on to, reach out to something else in some capacity to help pull me through. And in doing so, I would write the word prevail on walls or in notebooks. Um, because at a certain point when you're super down and you know down and out, you are reaching for something to pull you back in. And for some reason that word made sense to me uh, that I could prevail through it. I don't think at the time it was necessarily for the best reasons, um, meaning I wanted to prevail in order to get back to having fun and partying as a young kid and like not being tied down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, it definitely turned into a much more uh, professional and positive and, you know, meaning behind the word. Uh, and then 
you know, Greg helped me get back into making music in more ways than one after um, all of that stuff and going to KMG as I was in a halfway house. And then I still wasn't really making my own music at that time. And I sort of started making some stuff in Ableton again. And Greg had said it's amazing and was really stoked about it. And I was like, I remember being like, really? Is it though? Because <laughs> for, for a while I didn't believe in myself and I think that's what it all came down to. So it all, all it took was one person to believe in me. And um, anyway, fast forward a little bit. I was making a beat with no true uh, purpose for it, um, but called it Prevail. And, you know, oftentimes I'll kind of think of it as a whole song, not just a beat. You know, any song is a beat first, usually, and then becomes a song in some capacity. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, so wrote this cool thing. It's kind of wacky. And then brought it to Greg for no real reason than just to show him, like, you know, when, when you, you're talking to the person that helped reinstill that belief in yourself in order to make music, then when you do make music, you're like... And, and when this happened, like, this know, was in the middle of COVID. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And... Yeah, when you when you make something you want to show that person and be like, I'm still doing it, like, check it out. It's almost like, a, you know, if uh, it'd be like similar to uh, a parent and a child and the child's like, look what I did. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt like that sometimes because Greg is the one who, you're the one who like instilled that belief back in me. So I, you know, it was exciting to show you things and still is. Um, and... Anyway, you wanted you basically said we should write to it, and we did. And well, the, and so the funny thing is that that Drew didn't a hundred percent realize at the time, um, but I mean, going through COVID was one of the hardest things that I had to do to try to navigate the our company through, you know. And when Kayla and I were sitting there, we were we had that word popping up and we had that word making a, a very big impact on us. Um, and so we would say we need to prevail. How are we going to prevail? Like, and prevail just kept showing up. And I don't know if it was like the energy or whatever, like you're, cause in the facility that we were in, he was, he, we were in the same building, but he was kind of, you know, several, like you would have to walk outside to get over to where Drew's office was, even though we were at the same facility. It's kind of disjointed because we just basically took a bunch of suites. And when he first brought over the, the beat, I didn't listen to it right away because, quite frankly, I was just really stressed out. And I wasn't in a good mindset to want to listen to anything. And uh, I remember looking looking at it because it, it – unfortunately um, – it was one of those things where, hey, have you listened to that yet? No, no, I'll do. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. And then, because I think he airdropped it to me, or some something happened to where it kind of changed the name, to where it was like you know all of the the numbers in the yeah. file. Audio underscore one five ten. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I didn't really know. And then he said the word prevail, and I'm like, wait, what are you what are you talking about? And I thought like he had heard me and Kayla talking. And then um, he said, no, the songs prevail. And I was just like, wait, really? That's, that's, that's interesting. And so I really like sat down and listened to it. And 
like 20 minutes, I called Drew back in the room and I had most of the chorus done and all the first verse. It just, it was like a bolt of lightning. And we uh, proceeded to finish the tune, um, not in one sitting. It was, it was kind of, uh, we had one where it was, you know, we recorded it here, one where we recorded it back at KMG. I did uh, part of the speech in a hotel room in Dallas. Um, so it kind of all came together. But we, after we heard this song, Prevail, um, and, I, and, and after Drew kind of explained to me what the, the word meant to him and how it, the word itself had so much power that it helped him prevail. And we said, you know, what if we did a whole album of one word songs like prevail? Like what if we did a whole album that would help people, you know, kind of their soundtrack to the comeback as I I've been saying. And, and so we have, you know, songs like freedom, songs like believe songs like be questions, everything's one word. So it's really easy to just get the vibe of what the, the thing's going to be. But this album would not have existed without Prevail. Prevail was the very first song that happened, and it got born out of, you know, such adversity. And when, I mean, there's no way you didn't have the same the same thoughts that I did. I mean, are we going to be working together in a year? Is KMG, does it still exist in a year? Uh, what, what, what are, like, am I still doing music in a year? And somehow we, we had this song that became an anchor that, you know, we, so Drew and I are, are in a company called, uh, keep music going. And this song and through one another, it kept our music going and it birthed this entire album. And then it changed the idea of the conference to where now we're doing a concert at the end of the conference. And it's, it's a little crazy, right? It is. And, uh, it definitely grew into something pretty powerful and meaningful over time. You know, I remember at one point we talked about, uh, adding some marching snare drum. I think, oh, yeah, this I think is a I great had, story. I had this the is a idea great story. Of, I just love who doesn't love good marching snare in, well, maybe people don't, but it's amazing. And just and to be clear, guys, every single piece of music, like, so I did, I, I, I did the, uh, the, the words and the singing, but literally every snare, every piece of music, every guitar, everything on this song, that, that's all Drew. Like, he, he came in, and, and, and he's the one who, when he said a lot of songs start as a, a beat, that's important because the beat needs to inspire the singer. And, you know, I'm always the person running around trying to inspire people. And in, in this moment when Drew brought this song and, and, and it hit me in the soul, he's the one who inspired me through his music. And I didn't even realize that, you know, when he had showed me beats, what, probably eight months prior or a year prior or something like that, when he had shown me all of those things, I had no idea I was planting seeds in him so that he could plant seeds in me later. So like in a way I inspired, I re-inspired my own music a year prior. That's true. It's pretty crazy. But tell the marching snare story because we were, we were sitting around and uh, we were just like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. And then. <laughs> so I went and bought one <laughs> and uh, those aren't cheap. 
like a real nice uh, and he got like one. basically the best one you can buy yeah i found a good deal it was used one time by someone in boulder like a college student um and it's great and then we put that on there and layered it a whole bunch a lot uh used some really nice microphones which was fun um and you know the, i just had a thought too about the whole beat versus song thing i think in this instance it was a song kind of first i think a lot of beats start out as just beats meaning yeah. it's there's not necessarily a meaning or an intention behind it this one was different in that it started out at, with very much an intention behind it yeah um which is i think help making it helped make it powerful in what it is yeah um and then we also uh, you know towards the end of the chorus had some of our uh more advanced students at KMG, the Keep Music Going Company, which is a school, if you don't know, for audio and production. And we had them all, we all sang, we chanted, prevail, yep. you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to try to do it, but, uh, prevail. Okay, yeah, sorry. that's, that's right. That's right. That's how it went. That's how it goes. It's really, really a good song. And it, the story behind it is what's so powerful. And that's an important thing to remember too, is that, you know, it's a common sales thing and just life thing. You know, people want to know the story behind something. You know, I tell my students all the time that blog writers for music don't write about, oh, he did this, you know, G over F sharp, weird, you know, dominant seven chord in, you know, bar 32 of the second verse. <laughs> they don't do that. They talk about, um, you know, he made this in a van in Ohio yep. or something like the story behind it is what's important. And, uh, you know, from hardship comes growth. And so I think that w that's one of the big themes or motifs here is even in times of trials, you, they're actually good. It, anything going, anything bad is good. You should seek failure because from failure comes success. So, yeah. um, don't seek COVID though. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> if you're gonna, if, I think we should all, we, that, that was a thing no one was seeking. But anyway, when bad things I, are going to come don't, up. Maybe don't seek failure, but maybe embrace it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Seeking fa I, I tried that for a while. I, <laughs> um, and it doesn't always turn out well, but I guess at the end of the day, it does no matter what. So you know, one of the one of the things before we go, and we're we're gonna, I think we should probably do like a three to five part deep dive on your story, just because it's so powerful. Um, but one thing that I think you glossed over that maybe not everyone caught, but when when you uh, when you were going to KMG, because you started off as a student, mm -hmm. now you're 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 one of our absolute best teachers. Um, but when he started off as a student, he was in a halfway house, and that that is that is really incredible. If you think about, I, I want you guys to get to know uh, Drew. He can um, he will inspire the best out of you. Uh, follow him on at Bella Beats, right? Uh, yeah. uh, Instagram dot music dot music, and and just reach out to him. But he started out halfway house and just a, a student basically pressing the restart button or the reset button on life. Um, and he was just, he ripped through every single program we have. And I mean, the intellect, the passion, the work ethic showed up at such a incredible rate. 
Um, it was it was very fun to watch. And then he TA'd for a long time, which is teacher's assistant. And then he became a teacher. And then he became, you know, the chief academic officer of our entire company. And um, then he became an owner at the company. And as of November 1st, he is going to, because um, Kayla and I are going to take paternity and maternity leave and he's going to step in as our interim CEO. And I just think that it's important for everyone to understand that that story right there is where all of the passion, the emotion of the song is coming from because Drew literally went from the, the bottom and, and restarted his whole life. And I mean, there's some statistics on you know, especially I'm, I, again, I'm not going to give away too much of his story, but there's some statistics on the level of drug use that was happening and the kinds of things that were happening where, you know, it's like 1.5% or 2% of all the people who are in your circumstance who, who get out of it, who, who actually press that reset, reset button. And I mean, I think you are the epitome of prevail. But if you look at those statistics, you're the epitome of the final percent. You are that. And I think making sure that people understand that you are not done uh, and you are not the, the world did not give up on you. You should not give up on yourself. And you there's there's always a reason for you. And I think with more people hearing that story, you are going to save so many people from that dark place where they just go, you know what, it's time to give up. I'm not going to be here anymore. And uh, so I just wanted to really make that clear to anyone who's listening that just Drew's story isn't just one of, hey, I kind of, I kind of messed up and, you know, I got, it's, no, I basically I messed up as bad as any human possibly can. And now I'm going to be the CEO of the school that I went to. Talk about prevailing, right? Oh, 100%. And going back to the the final percent thing and this, you know, it's interesting how things end up working out and who you end up coming across and why you and I are so akin and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess that was something I really latched on to and going to the school. I was like, who's this great guy? And he seems, you know, different <laughs> and uh for better and worse that's fair and that's that's the same for me though like i yeah. am different for better and worse i go the final percent and sometimes a few percent over that's if true. that's a possibility <laughs> and um in a previously in my life in a pretty negative kind of you know uh destroying way and with the final percent it's all about doing it in a positive way but it's literally what I've always done and who I am is mm. going, you know, that more common term, hopefully soon, not uh, the extra mile. And yeah. I think the f- going the final percent, that'll replace that term just so you know, guys. <laughs> you can, you can uh, be it. using the right term terminology there. But um, that's it's it's really cool. And that's that's what the final percent is all about, um, at least for me. I guess it, for everyone, it's kind of can be their your own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't give up going back to what Greg said. I appreciate the kind words and, oh, it's just, um, just facts, big facts, <laughs> big facts, bro. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, you know, people, people often 
are always telling their story from what they consider the end. You know, they like look at I either I started from the bottom. Now I'm here or I'm poor or I'm rich or I've made it or I have not. And I think everyone's in a state of flux all the time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you would have asked me five years ago, what does success look like? Or no, let's let's say three and a half years ago. If you would have asked me three and a half years ago, what does success look like? With tears in my eyes, I would have said, I just want to have a kid because we had gone through a um, pretty bad miscarriage. And now Kayla's pregnant. She's in uh, her eighth month of pregnancy, which is super rad. Um, but the moral of the story there is, is, you know, if you would have talked to me five years before that, you know, I, I want to stand on stages and I want to do this or I want a billion dollars. And five years before that, I want to stand on the Grammy stage and five years. So success is all is fluid. And there are some people out there who want a private jet and check this out. That's OK. Some people want a million dollars. Awesome. It, some people want a hundred thousand dollars. Awesome. Some people just want a family. Some people just want to buy their first house. Some people just want to buy their first bicycle. Everyone's version of success is different and needs to be respected. So the best that we can do, and this is why I don't like the tribe thing, our tribe, our way. I think it's complete bullcrap. And I truly believe in the idea of a village. A village has different ages, different ethnicities, genders. Everyone's welcome and everyone has a different version of what success looks like for them. And that's why there are going to be people that listen to Drew's story, for instance, that are going to resonate with it and he's going to save their life. Where if those same people listen to my story, they're going to go, oh, well, this Greg guy's an asshole. I don't like him or I don't want this or he thinks everyone needs to walk in his shoes. No, I don't believe in that at all. If anything, I think that more people need to come together, tell their stories. We just need a platform where more views and more philosophies are welcome. And that's one thing that I, I really like about Drew and why I love, you know, running companies with him. I love the ideas. I love where we go because he's one of the only people who has gained my respect enough in this, uh, in, in my own company to where I'm like, hey, I want you to be an owner. Hey, I value all of your ideas. Hey, and he makes me better. Why? Because he challenges me. And vice versa. You know, if you say something, I've got no problem saying, hey, this, 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 and this. Iron sharpens iron. And that's the that's the biggest the biggest thing is, you know, make sure you're around people where you really want to hear those ideas and you don't think that just because they have a different point of view that they're attacking you. And that takes a secure friendship. It takes a secure relationship. It takes really good communication. And most people, oh, I didn't like that idea. Oh, you hate me. I'm quitting. I don't like you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, it's like the Don Miguel Ruiz book, The Four Agreements. One of those is don't take anything personally. Yeah. I think that's more apparent now than ever. I just recently reread that book. It's such a good book. And that specific one right now in today's day and age is just like, you know, very important to remember. And I just had another thought. To it's kind of interesting how the your belief in me reinstilled your kind of belief in music yeah. with Prevail and you know believing in me helped me to start making music again. And then you were just talking about on the company side and business side of things that developing between us. Yeah. And one thing I had thought about is you know those ideas that I have and being like we should do this or we should do that. Um, you know I think at a certain point people don't believe in themselves to have those ideas and 
mention those ideas. And so find someone like you like you know not like greg per se but find someone that you can connect with and be friends with and Mm -hmm. partners with in different capacities that will do those types of things so yeah where you know you'll instill belief in each other to then reinstill belief in yourself and like i mean that's really cool thing and i know and i know that you know we're going over on my normal podcast thing but you know no don't (laughs) say apologies uh you know with you and i talking because we have so much uh so much that we've done so much that we're going to do um one of the things that i i think is important for people to to know that and this is why i'm apologizing because you know normally i'd rap but i think that this is another really good um or a really important distinction is a lot of people will get around people who make them feel good and they, they make them. And so it's one thing to do what I call, you know, be a confidence builder. What I call myself is I'm a competence builder because if you look at it, if you have confidence, it's, it's short term. It's not always confidence does not always lead to competence. However, competence always leads to confidence. And so one of the things that I want people to to understand that what we're saying is belief is being able to believe in what the other person's saying. And here's what I mean by that. You don't want to be around someone who always thinks all your ideas are great. You need you you want if they say your idea is great, you want to be able to believe that they actually believe that, not are doing what's called gaslighting you. And Drew can attest to this. If I don't like an idea, I will literally tell you immediately, no, I think that's a dumb idea. I don't think yeah. we should do that. And here's why I don't think. And the reason I do that is because I, I I always say I want to deal with problems head on and immediately, and I say it immediately, and I voice my concern immediately, so that we don't go down the wrong road or someone doesn't say, well, Greg, why didn't you tell me it then? And I think it's important to know that belief is not always this kind of motivational seminar thing. It it has very much to do if Drew brings me an idea. And if I tell Drew, dude, I really like this idea, he can believe that I absolutely I, I mean that and I'm going to back him 100% because he knows without a doubt if I, if I didn't like it or I had questions, I would ask those questions. But not every relationship, and this goes back to the, the trust that we've built with one another, not every relationship is strong enough to do what's I, what I call having a fearless relationship. Now, what does a fearless relationship mean? That means I'm not scared to ask you a question. I'm not scared to voice my opinion. I'm not scared to do this. That's because I'm very secure in who we are as friends, colleagues, business partners. And there's a lot of people out there who turn into those yes people and they think that that's being a good friend. That actually is destroying your friendship without you realizing it. I just recently, you know, had a, a, a pretty nasty breakup with old, you know, friends. And it really came from the fact that they, be, they planted all their seeds and planted m- me being friends with them before I really adopted that mentality. So I gave them nothing but passes. And I gave them nothing but this, that, and the other. And so when something would happen that I didn't like, I wouldn't voice my concerns the same way I would with basically 
basically I became, say, Greg version 3.0. But just for certain people in my life, I was still Greg 2.0. That's a cool concept. I and, really like that. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and so the problem is, is when I have this upgraded software and I'm building all these great relationships where we can believe what's happening – on these other people, Windows Vista. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was Windows. Or whatever. I was yeah. Windows three point one. Yeah. You know, and and so the operating system kind of stopped working, and it's no, it's no fault of anyone. It's just you know we live and learn, and I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily it's it's everyone is is getting better, but you want to be able to know without a shadow of a doubt. Does someone have your back? Um, do do they actually love my idea or are they gaslighting me? And that's why I just, I made a promise to myself, you know, if I don't like an idea, I've got to let them know. I, how fast can, basically anytime someone is talking to me, I am trying to figure out how fast can I say no. And and that's one thing that, that Steve Jobs said, was very famous for. He said, you know, when you say yes to three things, learn how to say no to a thousand. Mm-hmm. And when I really started saying no to more things and some, some of these things I really wanted to do, whether it was, you know, singing more, my own music, music with Kayla, um, going on trips, um, you know, one of the billion companies I tried to start when KMG, KMG at one point was 17 different companies, which is just so dumb to me now. But I had to, I had to go through the process to realize, oh, Okay, you know, and yeah. so I said yes to like right now my yeses are family, the final percent, and KMG. Those are those are my three yeses, and I'm gonna give absolutely everything I can into those things, and that's why you know right now my personal music, yes, it's gonna be put on the back burner, because I've learned how to say no to certain things, and the great thing is is when you find when, if you're a good leader, you develop other leaders, and so now, I have trusted drew so much i've seen him in action so much he's going to start really taking kmg off of my plate off of kayla's plate so then i can say okay what else can i put there then maybe because all way back when we when we had our conversation when you came to kmg and we planted those seeds somehow yet again because drew's gonna lead kmg I get my music back and I'll have more time because you'll be our new CEO. Maybe we drop the interim tag after after the yeah. the three months. So um, it's just it's important to understand the seeds that you're planting and how they can really serve you. And if you look at the seeds that are starting to serve me now, it was all because I planted for and in someone else. And sometimes you don't know why. And so, or what it's going to turn into. And you, sometimes you just got Sometimes gotta, it goes bad. Sometimes, yes, yes. So, it doesn't always work. You don't. Not everyone gets a Drew. I just want to point that out. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but it's it's important to to make that distinction, and then also just help people without exception or without expectation. Mm. Just it shouldn't be a transaction every time you help someone. You want to know why you should help someone because it was the right thing to do. You want to know why you should believe in someone? Maybe because they need to borrow some belief because they don't know how to believe in themselves anymore. And now watching Drew lead these kids, I mean, how many kids are you inspiring and motivating and helping on, on literally a daily basis? Uh, more than one. Yeah, more than one. Exactly right. So, um, you know, just it goes back to that, that old 
church thing where you know if you light a can if you have one candle lit and everyone's holding a candle and that first candle lights the second candle second candle lights the third candle pretty soon the whole room is lit up and that first candle's flame is not any smaller but everyone just got brighter so i think it's important to to understand that here's what we're going to do today guys instead of ending with the final percent we are going to actually cut in the song Prevail so that you can hear it. This album is coming out this Friday. It is going to be available on Spotify, on Apple Music, Amazon, basically anywhere you could possibly stream music. It is going to be available. Uh, please look it up. It is called The Purple Explosion. And this is the song that started the, the entire idea. This is the song that planted the seed that made the way for all of the other songs. Prevail is the snowplow for the other 13 songs on this album. So without further ado, here is Prevail.
gets you down and it starts beating upon you and you feel like you can't take another step you feel like you can't go another day I need you to remember this word prevail overcoming against all odds overcoming what you thought was impossible and becoming the greatest version of you prevail I need you to say it with me 